London AFP. Hollywood actor Tom Hanks criticized calls from church groups and religious leaders for boycotting his new film, The Da Vinci Code, insisting they are taking it too seriously. We always knew there would be a segment of society that would not want this movie to be shown, the star told London's Evening Standard newspaper, but the story we tell is loaded with all sorts of hooey and fun kind of scavenger hunt type nonsense. It's a bleeping good story and a lot of fun, and all it is is dialogue. That never hurts. Close quote. All it is is dialogue and that never hurts. Tom, 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 Tom. Let's just substitute this. We'll read it again. I'll just put something in here and see what this is like. Hollywood actor Tom Hanks criticized calls from church groups and religious leaders for boycotting his new film, denying the Holocaust, insisting that everyone is taking it too seriously. We always knew there would be a segment of society that would not want this movie to be shown. The story we tell is loaded with all sorts of hooey and fun kind of scavenger hunt type nonsense. It's a bleeping good story and a lot of fun, and all it is is dialogue. That never hurts. Think that'd fly? I don't think so. I don't think so it would at all. No. All right. Tom, when you say all it is is dialogue and that never hurts, no, Tom, it's blasphemy. It's blasphemy, and that does hurt. I'll just read you a quote, what is blasphemy, from a standard moral manual. Blasphemy is offering insults to God and is directly opposed to the desire of worshiping God. It is primarily a sin of the tongue, but blasphemous thoughts, writing, actions, and we might include movies, are equally offensive to God. All blasphemy against God is a grievous sin. It is the most grievous sin against religion. It is the most grievous sin against religion. Blasphemy against the saints, like perhaps St. Mary Magdalene, or sacred things, insofar as they are consciously referred to God, is also grievous, for God is equally dishonored thereby. Close quote. All it is, is dialogue, and that never hurts. Well, I started assembling quotes of saints on this, and then I found something, uh, a work by St. Alphonsus entitled, The Four Principal Gates of Hell. So I'll just read from St. Alphonsus. The Four Principal Gates of Hell. Broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there are who go in thereat. Matthew 7:15 of 13. Hell then has different gates, for these gates stand upon earth. Her gates are sunk into the ground, Lamentations 2.9. These are the vices by which men offend God and draw down upon themselves chastisements and eternal death. Amongst the other vices, there are four which send most souls to hell and on this earth bring upon men the scourges of God and these four are hatred, blasphemy, theft, and impurity. Behold the four gates by which the greater number of souls enter hell. It is of these I mean to speak in order that you may amend and cure yourselves of these vices. Otherwise God will cure you of them, but by your own destruction. We'll only look at blasphemy. Blasphemy. Let us pass on to the second gate of hell, which is blasphemy. Some, when things go wrong with them, do not attack men but endeavor to wreak their vengeance upon God himself by blasphemy. Know, my brethren, what manner of sin blasphemy is. A certain author says, Every sin compared with blasphemy is light. 
And first of all, St. John Chrysostom says that there is nothing worse than blasphemy. Other sins, St. Bernard, are committed through frailty, but blasphemy is only committed through malice. With reason, then, does St. Bernadette of Siena call blasphemy a diabolical sin because the blasphemer, like a demon, attacks God himself. He is worse than those who crucified Jesus Christ because they did not know him to be God. But he who blasphemes knows him to be God and insults him face to face. He is worse than the dogs because dogs do not bite their masters who feed them. But the blasphemer outrages God who is at the very moment bestowing favors upon him. What punishment, asked St. Augustine, will suffice to chastise so horrid a crime? We should not wonder, says Pope Julius III, that the scourges of God do not cease while such a crime exists among us. We read that in France that King Robert, when praying for the peace of the kingdom, was answered by the crucifix that the kingdom should never have had peace if he had not eradicated blasphemy. The Lord threatens to destroy the kingdom in which this accursed vice reigns. They've blasphemed the Holy One of Israel. Your land is desolate. It shall be desolate. Isaiah 1.4 Oh, if there were always found someone to do what St. John Chrysostom advises, strike his mouth and sanctify thereby thy hand. The mouth of the accursed blasphemer should be struck, and he should then be stoned, as the old law commanded. And he that blasphemeth the name of the Lord, dying, let him die. All the multitude shall stone him. Leviticus 24:16. But it would be better if that were done, which St. Louis, king of France, put in force. He commanded by edict that every blasphemer should be branded on the mouth by an iron. A certain nobleman, having blasphemed, many persons besought the king not to inflict that punishment upon him. But St. Louis insisted upon its infliction in every instance. And some accusing him with excessive cruelty on that account, he replied that he would suffer his own mouth to be burnt sooner than allow such an outrage to be put upon God in his kingdom. Tell me, blasphemer, of what country are you? Allow me to tell you. You belong to hell. St. Peter was known in the house of Caiaphas for Galilean by his speech. Surely thou art also one of them, it was said to him, for even thy speech doth reveal thee. Matthew twenty-six seventy-three. And what is the language of the damned? Blasphemy. And they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and wounds. Apocalypse sixteen eleven. What do you gain, my brethren, by these your blasphemies? You gain no honor by them. Blasphemers are abhorred even by their blasphemous companions. Do you gain any temporal advantages? Do you not see that this accursed vice keeps us forever in beggary? Sin maketh nations miserable. Proverbs 14.34 Do you derive pleasure from it? What pleasure do you derive from blaspheming God? The pleasure of the damned. And the moment that madness passes, what pain and bitterness does it not leave in your heart? Resolve to rid yourself of this vice in any event. Take care, if you do not abandon it now, 
that you do not carry it with you to death, as has happened to so many who have died with blasphemy in their mouths. But Father, what can I do when the madness comes upon me? Good Lord, and are there no other means of working it off by blasphemy? Say, cursed be my sins. Mother of God, assist me. Give me patience. Then your passion, your anger will pass off quickly, and you'll find yourself in the grace of God after the trial. If you do not act thus, you'll find yourself more afflicted and more lost than before. Close quote, St. Alphonsus, Bishop and Doctor of Moral Theology of the Universal Church. So, all it is is dialogue, and that never hurts. Thanks, Tom. One of the penances that the saints used to give for people with this habit was to ask them for each time they uttered a blasphemy. Now, we have to distinguish between somebody accidentally letting something out and somebody deliberately blaspheming. An accidental release, that's a, a, a venial sin. When somebody says the name of the Lord, they, they hit their thumb with a hammer and accidentally do it. That's not the same as just, uh, you know, custom like a sailor kind of a thing. One of the penances that the saints would give to people who suffered from this affliction, who had developed this terrible vice, was every, they tell the person, all right, if you've blasphemed at, at, at night when no one's around, kneel down and kiss the floor and lick with your tongue a little cross about an inch by an inch, 15 times for each time you blasphemed. The idea is, you're showing our Lord, I've used my tongue to offend you grievously, now I'm humiliating the very instrument that I used to attack you. Please give me the grace to overcome this habit. Now that's 15 times to give for people that deliberately did it. If people have a, ha a bad habit like this, start by doing it three times. If you blaspheme once or twice just accidentally, you know, passing or being a blessing, three times at night. If that doesn't work three times, up it to five or seven. You'll see. You'll get rid of it. You can get rid of this habit pretty easily because God will have mercy on people that want to get over it. You're not trying to attack them. You just developed a bad habit. And in our terrible culture, it's easy to see why. That's how to get over it. Kneel down. You kiss the floor. Lick across an inch by an inch three times for a bad word. Okay, you can use that for other bad words too, vulgarities, it works. All it is is dialogue. Let's close with a few thoughts from the saints. Here's one from St. Alphonsus. The sin of blasphemy then is so enormous, deliberate blasphemy is so enormous that the saints themselves appear not to have courage to pray for a blasphemer. St. Alphonsus. Final thoughts from the Curie of ours. We can say that blasphemy is truly the language of hell. Be warned, my friends, that if blasphemy reigns in your homes, all therein will perish. Be warned, my friends, that if blasphemy reigns in your homes, all therein will perish.